Well, what's up, party people? Welcome to Ditch the Ick. As always, I'm your host, Katie Carson, and I am so excited today to be talking to Sarah Williams. She is going to be sharing a little bit of her app dating journey with us, some tips and tricks to avoid the ick, and you know, how things have changed since the apps have come into play. Welcome, Sarah. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. Oh my gosh, we're going to have so much fun. I know. I'm so excited. We were chatting before this, and it was just a blast. Do you want to tell, give a little introduction? Tell us a little bit about who you are, where you're at. So I am a entrepreneur. I have an e-commerce business that specializes in subscription boxes. And I also am a business coach and I'm, I'm an author. My book is called One Box at a Time. And so we can put this all in perspective that I am a multi-million dollar business owner, which also play puts a lot into play when it comes to dating as well, mm-hmm. because there's a lot of protection on my part. Like I am a well-known person in the world. You could Google me and you'll know everything about me. Right. And so that plays a little bit of a role in how I've navigated that, you know, with this newfound dating life, but it is new to me because I was married for 27 years and found myself divorced last year after I divorced my high school sweetheart. And then trying to figure out how to navigate finding a potential partner in the future. And I knew I wanted that. I didn't know how soon I would be ready for that, but I am definitely a relationship person. I am a hopeless romantic. I want companionship, but I haven't dated since the nineties. And it is terrifying to figure out how to navigate dating again after so long. Honestly, even those of us who have been in it since the get go, it's still terrifying. So let me ask you this. You don't have to tell me where you are, but like, are you in a major metropolitan area or in you like a more rural area? Because I think that also really plays a big part in your app dating experience. Yeah. So I am in a town of about a hundred thousand people, Okay. but I am very close to a major metropolitan area. Like one of the largest areas probably in the, you know, in the U S yeah. For me, I'm a little bit, you know, my son calls me small town famous. Like I'm a little bit famous in the town that I live in because of my businesses and uh, the things that I do. So for me, I really didn't necessarily want to date somebody in the same town that I lived in. One, I don't think it's big enough. No. And two, I just felt like I need more options than the town that I live in. And I just didn't know, like, I didn't know how to navigate all of that. Yeah, that plays a huge part. I've been on the apps in major metropolitan areas, and now I'm in rural East Tennessee. And the struggle I have now is one of my cousins is also newly single. She got divorced like a year ago. So we have to run our matches by each other and be like, hey, are you talking to this guy? Because I'm going out with him on Friday. You know, like, (laughs) or (laughs) it's so funny because it is such a small town. You do have to clear it like through other people if they are within like, an hour's drive even. So tell me a little bit about the culture shock of apps for you and what that journey was like. So I knew that's where I needed to go, right? Like, because I'm a it's person- It's the only that, place to go these days. Yeah, like I don't go to bars. I'm not gonna meet somebody at the grocery store because I'm doing Walmart pickup, right? Like the guy putting my groceries in my car is not the one <laughs> I'm gonna go on a date with. I work with all women, my customer- base is 98% women. Like there is really small opportunities for me to meet a man. Okay. So I knew 
that if I was going to do this, I needed to be on one of the dating apps. Okay. And so for me, I, that journey started with just curiosity. I don't even know if I was ready to date at Mm -hmm. that time, but I was bored and I was like, I'm just going to see like, what is even out there? Like, I didn't even want to like put my name on the app or anything. Cause I just wanted to look, I just wanted yeah. to observe. I didn't want anybody to contact me. Like, no, I wasn't ready <laughs> for that. I just wanted to see what I had to work with. Like I'm 45 years old. So for me, it's like, okay, let's, let's look in the range of 40 to 50. Okay. Let's just see like what I got to work with when I'm ready. That's right. how I was about it. So I get on one of the apps. And I have to make a whole dang profile. I'm like, I don't want to yep. do this. I just want to look. Is there just a browse? Like, can you just have the browse feature so I can just look around a little bit before I decide if I actually want to shop or not? Like, that's what I really wanted and it wasn't available. Mm-mm. So I had to make a whole profile. And then you're like, okay, what pictures do I put on this? Right? Like, I, uh, what pictures do I put? And so that's a whole like day's worth of thought of what pictures you're going to put. And then you've got to write a description. You don't want to be too wordy, but you really need to weed out. And I think these are two like really important tips. The pictures and your description will really weed out the riffraff, mm-hmm. like people that you don't want to match with. So for your pictures, and this is just what I've seen being in, you know, in this world is that if I'm going to have pictures on my social media of me with my boobs and my ass hanging out, that's what I'm going to attract. Okay. So if I want a professional man, I need to look professional. I don't want to look like some slutty chick on the dating apps that's looking for a good time. Okay. So Mm -hmm. first of all, I have to, I have to, I have to set myself up for what I want. I don't want a man that's just looking for a good time. That is not who I am. That's not what I'm looking for. So I have to, I have to do that in my pictures and I have to do that in my description. And so I have to be clear that I'm looking for conversation. I'm looking for a long-term partner. I'm looking to date um, intentionally. I'm not looking for a hookup. I'm not looking for a fun night out. I'm not looking for, you know, whatever that that is to guys. And so you just have, I think you have to make that clear because if you're unclear about that through your pictures or your description, you're going to get all that crap in your feed. And then you're just wasting your time because you're like, oh, he's cute. Let me talk to him. Oh, he wants one thing. I think if you can set your standard up mm-hmm. first, just by your description and your pictures, um, you know, that's, that's a good place to start, you know, and I don't think your picture, like, I don't need to be in a blazer um, and a power suit in my picture right. and all of my pictures, but there needs to be a professional picture. There needs to be some girl, not girls night out picture. There needs to be different settings. It's like, here's one of my, like, I will never match with you if all your pictures are in the gym. Like I will never match with you because that's all you care about. So I need to see a really well-rounded person. And that's Mm -hmm. what I'm trying to portray myself. Maybe it's at a baseball game. Maybe it's at girls night out. Maybe it's in the blazer going ready to go on stage where I'm speaking somewhere. I need the well-rounded pictures so that they have an idea of who I am through my pictures. Because let's face it, a lot of guys will never read your description. So that's like my first tip is have well-rounded pictures, have a brief, but clear description on what you're looking for. Yeah. And I think that's so important because it is like you do attract like what you put out there. Like when it comes to, I I feel like any area of life, like, you know, if you're constantly negative, you're just going to attract more negative things. Yeah. But it's so funny because I 
when I first started online dating, this is this is my first ever online dating story. It was 2010. OkCupid was still just a website, not a not an app. And at the time, I was very, very involved in my church. I was super, you know, spiritual in that. And so I had Jesus like 25 times throughout my profile for that reason, right? Like, <laughs> I was yes. like, this has got to weed some of that. Realized quickly, nobody's reading. Nobody cares. And it was just that it did attract one guy who I was like, oh, okay, we could vibe. His profile said he was 5'11". I show up to the date. I am eye level with his forehead at 5'2". So he is 4'11". And oh I mean, he was, a, I was in DC. So he was a lobbyist. So obviously, like, he talked a lot about himself the whole time. But he basically said, like, I just like to read my Bible, hang out with my roommates and, you know, like watch TV. And I'm like, well, I like to live life. So that's really not, not going to work for me. And then a couple of months later, I met this girl through mutual friends and she had gone on a date with the same guy and he was completely the opposite with her based on what was in her profile and like tried to eat her face, eat her chin at the end of the night. Like, can we were million with what yeah, you're giving them. Yeah. I was like, this is, and it was like around the same time too, which was hysterical to me. Like it's, it's wild how some people, especially if they're not secure enough in themselves, like are just trying to tailor it. If you give, I feel like if you give too many details in your profile, mm -hmm. they will try to tailor what they're saying to you if they're not confident enough in themselves. And I think women do the same thing sometimes if we're not if we're not super secure in who we are. And I think that's the big difference I found between dating in your 20s and dating in your 30s and 40s is you're much more comfortable with, with who, who you are. are. Yeah, that makes sense. May I ask what apps you were on? Yeah, so I started on Match.com. I just thought okay. hey, that mm -hmm. that's where legit people are on, right? So I started on Match.com. And I matched like very like within a couple of days with someone that I ended up having a full-on relationship with, like the very, my very first like match, like literally it started three days after I got on the app. And it's funny because, you know, I, I have a single friend and she's like, I mean, I've been single for like 15 years and you get on a dating app and you got a, you got a boyfriend in three days. Like what, the, what is going on? Yeah. I'm going to need your secrets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, and it turned into like, full on three hour conversation that night, every night after that, going on dates within like a week and a half and being in a full blown relationship by three and a half weeks. And, um, I realize now that all of that was way too fast, mm -hmm. but it was so good because it made me realize that I did want a relationship. It also made me realize that I'm capable of having a, a healthy relationship. Mm -hmm. And it was hot. Like <laughs> I haven't dated in so long. <laughs> I was like, yes, girl, you got this. Like yes. it brought me so much confidence going forward after that. Like I'm just back this cutie. I can, I can <laughs> do this, you know, like, I mean, let's be honest. We pick ourselves apart. Like you wouldn't believe yeah. right? Like I'm a 45 year old woman. I've got wrinkles. I've got excess fat in places I don't want. I'm like, you know, things like that. We just pick ourselves apart. And I, I was like, okay, it was so good for me, even though it ended badly. It was yeah. so good for me to have that first 
little mini relationship to just dust the cobwebs off of my life, right? Like just get get myself back mm-hmm. in the game. Give me it gave me so much confidence because of how good looking he was. And he was just like so into me. And then I'm like, all right. So then when it ended, I was devastated because that was my first like thing after being married forever. I was devastated. It was really hard on me. And I thought, you know what? I'm not gonna cry over this guy. I have cried so many tears over the ex-husband. We are not crying over this guy that you've known for three weeks. Like, get your stuff together. <laughs> and I, um, I was like, I'm going to get back on the apps. And I realized that I don't really love Match.com. I was kind of disappointed. Like, and here's, here's this little tidbit for you. When you're trying to match with guys in their 40s to 50s, so many guys don't even take care of themselves anymore at that I point. Know. And I was just really getting disappointed. Here I just got out of this relationship with this hot man. And now I'm like looking at guys with, um, you know, that are just not, they just look old. Like, I don't think I look old, right? For 45, like, I want someone that looks like me at 45. I don't want someone that looks 60 at 45. And so I just was like, yeah, I'm just really disappointed, really disappointed. And I was kind of like, eh, I talked to a few people and it just was like, I'm not interested. And maybe that was because of this relationship that I just had. It was, it was hot and heavy and fast. Yep. And, and, and everyone was like, Oh, you look like my dad. Oh, you look like, my, you know, like I don't, I'm not, you know, like I wasn't interested. So <laughs> I just kind of fumbled around with that for a little bit. And then I had um, a friend tell me about Facebook dating. She's like, you need to get on Facebook dating. And I was like, how is it different? Like, Oh, you, it's, it's awesome. So I get on Facebook dating. I'm like, all right, I'm going to try this again. We're going we're gonna to do this. Like we're in this now. And I get on Facebook dating and man, right away, it's like 30 It's overwhelming. Day. Like I'm weeding through this every day and I'm like, holy moly. But here's the thing I love about Facebook dating. You know, I, my business is heavily social media, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's what I do. Mm-hmm. I know what an algorithm looks like. Facebook dating has the algorithm on lock. If you can go into Facebook dating and start matching with people, it's going to find you a whole bunch of people that look exactly like that, that are exactly like what you're matching. Like it's learning your match never did that for me. Mm -hmm. I was on match for four months and it never understood what I wanted. Mm -mm. Facebook dating, they know what you want. They just kept serving all of them right in front of me all the time. Match, 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 match. And so there I am, Facebook dating. I got a hundred matches. I'm trying to weed through. And, and now I got to be selective because I don't just have a couple matches. Now I got to figure out, okay, what am I looking for? Yep. Um, of course, you want to be attracted to someone, but that's not about, that's not who I'm about at this age in my life. Like I need someone that's solid. I need someone that has a career and goals in life. Mm-hmm. I need someone that actually likes their career because you don't want someone coming home to you every night miserable okay. about their job. You know, and you know, if they're if they're a father, great, because I have kids and they understand what that's like to be a parent. And I think that's actually better than guys that don't have kids because they don't understand what it's like to be a mom or or what the role yeah. that I have. So I'm really looking for someone that has kids. I'm really looking for someone that has been married before that they understand what that's like. I, you know, it's I it is different when you go out on dates with someone that's never been married, never had kids, and I experienced that too, and it just fell off for me, you know. Mm-hmm. And so 
I had to figure out what I was looking for because I had all these matches so quickly every day, 30, 40 matches. And I would go through them and I might match back with one or two every Mm -hmm. day or two. And then let's see if they start a conversation because that's the next hurdle. Are they going to talk to you? No, the conversion rate on people, I'm talking in business (laughs) conversion rate on on matches to conversations is very small. It's like the e-commerce conversion rate, one to 3%, right? Like if you're lucky, if you're lucky. (laughs) Well, then it's like, okay, I'm a business person. Mm -hmm. I know that it takes more traffic to get more sales. Well, in my mind, I'm like, we got to match with more people. We got to match with more people because it's a numbers game at this point. Mm-hmm. And then, then you weed them out through the conversation. So then I was kind of loosening up with, you know, I was matching with more people, maybe four or five people a day instead of one right. or two, being less selective, but open to possibilities. Like, I don't ever want to judge someone by their little description and their pictures. Like, I want to get to know somebody. And that was very clear in my description that if you're going to match with me, be ready to have a conversation with me. Mm-hmm. Come at me with a conversation, not a hi or a hey, good looking, whatever that, whatever Hello, that. Oh, gorgeous. I got one of those this morning and I'm like, Hello, beautiful. Um, you know, so, or, or a hi, like that's your conversation starter. Next, you've just eliminated yourself if you come at me that way. Now, listen, if you come at me with like a funny high gif, I'll engage. I'll engage back with a gift. That takes effort. That takes effort. You had to find a gift. You had to think about what would, you know, because like on Bumble where you have to make the first move, I would still like the guy to like initiate the conversation, but you have to break the ice. So I send like the Napoleon Dynamite high gift and it's awkward. And like, if they don't like it or understand it, they're not going to understand my sense of humor. So clearly not a match. Right. But you know, if they get it, they get it. And then we can have a whole gift conversation or the conversation actually starts. But it's it's wild how few conversations actually get started. Yeah. It's it's crazy. Like, what are you waiting? Why did you even match with me if you don't want to talk to me? And I'm still in that, you know, I've been married a long dang time, but I'm still in that mindset of like, I want you to lead. Like I manage employees all day long. I manage two successful businesses all day long. I'm not fixing to come manage a relationship. That's what I did for 27 years. I'm done with that. I I know that I don't want that again. So Mm -hmm. if you can't even manage to start a conversation with me or to lead, I want a man to lead. And if you are not even going to start a conversation, you're not leading anything. Or you're leading me on because you're talking to five other women or whatever the case may be. That has been probably outside of like the self-confidence and knowing what I want, the biggest shift from dating in my 20s to my 30s. Because in my 20s, I was very much, I want my, like, I'm still a very independent woman. I've been on my own 36 years. But, you know, I just, I was like, don't try to lead me. Don't try to like do any of that. And now I'm just like, please, God, somebody else make a decision for me. I have been making my own decisions all by myself or with very little help from my dog for the last like 20 years. Can somebody please just tell me where to go and what time to show up and I will be there. And that would be great. And like that goes, it's so funny. My sister is 24, but she's married with two kids. And she's like, Katie, your bar is in hell. And I'm like, no, you don't understand. That is a high bar in today's day and age for dating for that person to take the initiative and even just make a plan. 
without it falling on you. And I'm like, I plan everything else in my life. I don't want to also have to plan every interaction that we have. Absolutely. And, and that's made a difference for me. That makes, that makes whether I can see a future relationship with you or not. Mm-hmm. You know, I dated this one guy and we went on on four dates Um, which is a lot of dates in dating in the dating app world. Like it's like getting like, we're getting serious. And I had to plan every one of them and, or we wouldn't have done anything. And and he was right there. Yeah, let's go. Let's do it. But I'm like, I got to a point where I'm like, yeah, I don't think this is going to work out because we only see each other when I plan something. I don't want that. I don't want that. And I think that dating has shown me, what characteristics I do want and what I don't want. And that's, mm-hmm. that's a non-negotiable for me at this stage in my life. I did that for too long and I know I don't want to do that anymore. I want someone that says, Hey, are you free on Friday night? And I say, yes. And he said, meet me here at seven o'clock. Great. Great. Done. I love that. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's another one of the big differences at dating, you know, in your thirties and forties too, you're much clearer on what you do and don't want. So I, I do feel like actually four dates in your 30s or 40s is more like a couple months of dating in your, in your like teens or 20s, right? Because yes. you're very clear. And for me, my approach is always like, I'm going to be very upfront with you from the get-go. What you see is what you get. It's so like, because I don't want to waste my time trying to present some version of myself that isn't who I am or, you know, whatever. And I don't want to waste your time. It's not fair to you. Like we could both be out with other people. Like- it's, it's just so different. And the apps don't make that easy either. Like, cause it yeah. is judging that's, somebody based on a profile or a picture and then not having the conversation start when it could go somewhere. If somebody would just open a conversation, if somebody would put some effort in. And, and I think that's, that's where the numbers game comes in. Like mm-hmm. if you're just matching with one person a month, like that's not, you got to put yourself out there a little bit more. And I think I'm pretty good at that. Like, I don't mind putting myself out there. I'm really, and, I, and, and you said it at this age, I know who I am. I, you either take it or leave it. Like, you know, like, and I, I'm a catch, you know, Katie, I'm a catch yeah, and are. I believe that. Um, and so it's just finding the right person that one can step up the way I want them to step up Two that can accept my job and status and the visibility of who I am not only can accept that, but at this point in my life, I want someone not only to accept that, but to love that about me, to support that part of my life. It's a huge part of who I am. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't, I don't want anyone to feel inferior about what I do or how much money I make because I don't need that from a man. Like, right. And, and I will tell you that, like, I don't need that from a man. I don't need money from a man. I don't need, I don't need things from a man. I need a man to be solid and comfortable with who he is mm-hmm. so that he can be comfortable with who I am. Mm-hmm. And I think too, there's like this misconception that somehow the men should be making more than the woman, which is obviously a result of our pay gap. But it also is just like, if you're a confident man, it doesn't matter how much you're making compared to the person you're dating. Like right. it just doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. That doesn't, um, it doesn't matter to me. And I have, I have dated over the last eight months, I have dated men that 
not one of them make anything close to what I make. And I don't expect, I don't expect that. And honestly, you know, to be honest, a man that makes as much money as I make is kind of an asshole. He's kind of, uh, I'm sorry, can you say that on the podcast? Yeah, please. We swear Um, a lot on here. It's fine. (laughs) They're kind of douchebags. Yeah. They can go get a 20 year old and buy their way into some happiness. And, um, that's not the kind of man that I want. I want a blue collar guy. I want a guy that works hard and sweats and comes home and wants to be hanging out with me. I don't need some man driving a Lambo that thinks he's better than everybody else. Absolutely. And so when guys ask me, why are you on a dating app? Because people ask me that, why are you on a dating app? I'm like, I'm looking for somebody. Like I, I don't, where else am I supposed to go to meet somebody? I'm not interested in the beachy guys that have money. Yeah. I'm interested in a real person, and um, and I and I found that, and I and I've I've dated a lot of really great guys. I dated an ex marine and a middle. He's now a middle school teacher. I dated an entrepreneur. I dated a railroad engineer. I've dated like somebody that worked in a warehouse. You know, like I've dated like just normal, regular, awesome guys. And you don't have to be flashy, you know, like, Mm -hmm. and if you're flashy on your profile, I'm swiping right. I'm not interest or left. 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 (laughs) I don't know which way. (laughs) I haven't done it long enough, Katie. I I got you. Um, Left. Yeah. Okay. I'm not interested because that tells me your character. That tells Mm -hmm. me your material things. That tells me that you're you're interested in what you have and not who you are. And I'm not interested. I want someone for who they are inside. Mm-hmm. And good looking. That's just a plus. Bonus. Yeah. Um, I'm curious because I I have found, which has been really surprising to me, guys in their 20s like sliding into my DMs and like trying to date older. Yes. And I was wondering if you had had any experiences with like younger guys also trying to date you and like what that was like for you in this era. Yes. Let's talk about it. <laughs> it's getting serious now. She moved the mic closer. <laughs> Why do 20 year olds think they can handle a 45 year old woman? First of all, you're Honestly. a baby. You're a baby. So my drop dead, I wouldn't match with you, period, if you were under 30 years old. So automatic, and I had him every day, every day. And I had this one guy that found me on the socials. And because I'm a public figure, sliding into my DMs on Instagram, talking about and watching my lives and commenting on my business lives and even went so far as to fill out the little form on my website, the contact me form. I don't get those. My team gets those. They're like, there is some dude wants to take you out in your <laughs> contact form on your website. I'm like, is his name so-and-so? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, he, he done tried. He's, he's DM me everywhere. 24 years old. I said, I said listen. He's shooting a shot. You are a baby and you have no idea what to do with a woman like me. Like, I, I'm not even interested. No, no. So the youngest person I've gone out with is, has, was 33. Okay. Um, 12 years younger than me. <clears throat> and um, I felt like it was okay because he had two children. Mm-hmm. who were almost the same age as my children. I had kids a little bit later in life. He had them a little bit earlier in life. He got married right away. 
Um, and, you know, so I felt like he was in the same season of life that I was because he had two kids that were almost the same ages as my two kids. So I thought, okay, it doesn't matter his age. He's in the same season. He works hard. He's a, he's a single dad, like, you know, and it was good. Um, we went on three dates and on our third date, he still hadn't kissed me. And I was flirting. In this day and age? Yes, girl. And he's 33. Like, why aren't you kissing me? Um, I was flirting with him. I was like making it like, you know, rubbing up against him. Yeah. Like, I like was the, t- the grazing of his arm, like <laughs> all I, of it. So I finally, after the end of the third date, when he was taking me b- back to my house or whatever, um, I said, Do you not want to kiss me? Like, I'm just so curious at this point. He told me I intimidated him. I've gotten that. And I thought, huh. Okay. Maybe I'm too much. Maybe I need to tone down my confidence a little. Maybe that's what it is. But we never really got past that. And then I could really see, like, some of the immaturity was starting Mm -hmm. to, like, bubble up because after about three weeks I think you can tell someone's true colors people can be on their best behavior for weeks and I yep. think about three weeks to a month they kind of relax in that and mm-hmm. you just see and I thought I am 12 years older than him like I don't think things are funny that he thinks are funny and he doesn't think I'm very fun and he's intimidated by me this doesn't seem like it's going to work out next and that's <laughs> where it is you know yeah. and we're friends and I and I can be friends with him and um and everything's fine but I think that I realized with that that the age gap was too strong it mm. was too much and that age gap needed to be less than 10 years it needed to be more like probably probably 5 to 7 years is probably the max age gap that I uh felt comfortable with dated a 37 year old and dated some 40 year olds and now dating a 44 year old so and that the 44-year-old has been my best match. Yeah. Uh, and it has been the longest match. And we're in a whole blown relationship now because he knows what he wants. He's intentional about dating. Mm-hmm. He's he he's not playing games like I think some of the younger ones. Like they got a lot of life to live yet. Like yeah. you know, I think that when you're our age, you you know what you want. You know, if you, and if you don't know, you figure it out pretty quickly. Like I figured it out pretty quickly what I did want in a relationship Mm -hmm. just from my past marriage and then dating a little while. Yeah, I don't want that. (laughs) Yeah, that's not what I want. That's not fun. And so I think that the difference between the relationship I'm in now versus the men that I've dated, and I say men loosely, that they were boys and this is a man. Mm -hmm. And there's a big difference with that. And it's really great. I love that. I'm so happy for you. Mm-hmm. I found, you know, too, especially because, you know, men don't, their frontal lobes aren't fully developed until, you know, well after ours. But, you know, dating older has tended to work out more than dating younger because the maturity levels just seem to be there. And like you said, they know what they want and they're yeah. a little more confident in it. Have I dated some 47 year old boys? Yes. Yes, I have. <laughs> You know, age doesn't always equal, you know, boy versus man, but it's definitely the intentionality, I think, is what sets it apart big time. 
So since you are now successfully in a relationship, when you were on the apps, what were some of the things outside of the flashiness and things like that, that you found would like all of a sudden trigger like an ick that you didn't even know you had, right? Because it's so different from when you were dating in your teens to now, the icks all change. But like, what were some of the ones that you came across? Oh, the (laughs) icks. Let me just say, can we talk, can we say this stuff on your podcast? Guys that purposely wear clothes that show their junk so they can show you how large they are in their, just hanging in their sweatpants or hanging in their <laughs> athletic shorts. And you're or like, all of their pictures are like, it's just It's just a shot of like their hip area, right? Hey guys, hot tip, uh, big dicks don't necessarily equal big dick energy, okay? It's not the same thing. <laughs> Oh that God. is that is small dick energy if I have ever seen it. <laughs> it all out there. I know what you're interested in right now because every one of your pictures shows me. <laughs> no, thank you. But first you have to screenshot that and have a little fun with girlfriends. Oh, in the obviously. Because you're like, y'all, and all my friends are married, so they have no idea, right? Yeah. And um, so that and then the the audacity of some men that literally will tell you they are married in their description blows my mind. It blows my mind that this is even a thing. Like, hey, I'm married. I'm looking for some fun. 60%, I feel like, of the profiles that pop up for me aren't even, like, there's some that are men that are married, right? But they're couples looking for thirds. And I'm like. Across that. Did you? Never. never Lucky. Lucky. It's like every other profile up here. I don't know what's, I don't know if it's the area. I don't know what it is, but it is like so many. And I, what's funny is I've had guys that I've matched with say the same thing (laughs) that they get a bunch of couples looking for thirds. And I'm like, this is bananas. Yeah. No, thanks. Yeah. No, no thanks. No, I can barely handle being like talking to one person at a time. I can't handle two of you and whatever dynamic you have going on. No, thank you. Yeah. Um, you know, there's also things that are like instant nose. Like you need to be taller than me. Okay. Like just period. And I don't care if that's an inch. Like you, I just don't want to tower over you. I already am self-conscious about my weight. I don't need to look like the jolly green giant standing next to you. That does not make me feel feminine. That does not make me feel good about myself. So I need you to be honest about your height, guys, because the amount of men that lie about their height, listen, listen, let's, I wish guys listened to this, Katie, because I would talk to them. You don't have to be six foot tall. Like that's not anybody that requires that is superficial. Okay. Unless you're 5'11 woman and you need a six foot tall man, you do not have to be a six foot tall dude. Okay. To Mm -hmm. be confident in yourself. I just want to know when I'm standing next to you that I'm not looking down. That's it. I don't want that. And that's all it is. And so I will pass on anyone that's shorter than me and I will pass on anyone that smokes. I I don't like the smell of smoke. I don't want to, I don't want to kiss you. I don't want to smell it in your clothes when I'm laying on your chest. Like that's not ideal to me. No. Yes. Um, I will also pass if you have no description because you're so low effort that you can't even type three sentences. No, that shows me you're going to be very low effort in a relationship. Or have you seen, if you want to know, 
Just, just ask. ask. No, that's not what... We have literally 10 seconds to make a decision on you and you are giving us nothing. Nothing to work with. And Mm -hmm. also, even if I did find you attractive enough to like be like, well, maybe like you're giving me nothing to work with when it comes to conversation. Yeah. How am I supposed to start a conversation with you? I don't know. And you know, and you know, this guy, he's lazy. So his, his first message is either going to be a, Hey, a hi, or a Mm -hmm. hello, beautiful. Yeah. No pass. Zero effort. Zero Next. effort. Absolutely not. Zero effort. So those are, and I don't think those are like, I don't think that I'm picky. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think that I have these high standards. I just have to start somewhere. Like you have right. to start somewhere. And, you know, I, I don't know. It's interesting is what I can say. It is interesting. Yeah. I... I love hearing you say that because it kind of validates my family, you know, is always asking like, well, are you seeing anybody? Blah, blah, blah. Because I've been single most of my adult life. And they're like, well, clearly your standards are just too high. You need to stop being so picky. And I'm like, my standards are literally has a job, is a nice human, makes me laugh, bonus points if they have a beard. That's it. That's it. That's, That's all you got to do. It's not, not, I don't think I'm asking a lot, but apparently yeah. I, <laughs> you just, you need, you need to work on your algorithm a little clearly, bit. Clearly, clearly. More traffic equals more conversion. That's right. what we're going for here. We just need more. We need a little bit more to work with. I guess. So I did Facebook dating for a minute and the volume of it overwhelmed me so much that I was like, I can't, I can't I with this. I'm going to try, I'll try it again. I'll try it again. And let them understand what you like. Yeah. Because your feed will change the minute it knows your algorithm. And it will be everything that, yes, yes, yes. And then I go back and look at my old match profile. I'm like, people are still matching me. And I would never even like delete, 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 delete. But Facebook's got it going on. And I also think, you know, I'm 45. I think people on Facebook are that age, right? If I was 20, I wouldn't be on Facebook dating probably. But the amount of 20-year-olds that are matching with me on Facebook dating, weird. Um, But I think it's someone in my age range is probably on Facebook Mm -hmm. and and is probably comfortable using Facebook. And here's what else what I love about Facebook dating. If you have friends in common, it it will show you that. Yeah, that's super helpful. And then I can go stalk them. So then I'm like, oh, let me go to that friend. Let me look at their friends list, like search by the first name. Then I find them. Then I go look at his, their profile. That's a whole investigation. Happening. Oh, if there are a friend that's close enough, I will screenshot it and send them the image and be like, yo, what's, what's the deal? <laughs> Give what's me the, the deal? What are, what are the red <laughs> flags? What are the beige flags? What are the green flags? And you know, the, the, are we dating the same guy groups who you're talking about? There are these Facebook groups for women, for their safety to, you know, share pictures of people they are going out with um, to make sure, you know, they're not married to somebody and out on these apps or, you know, to make sure there's not been any like violent history or anything like that. It's been super helpful in making, you know, I feel like online dating a little bit safer because that is such a wild card. Um, But I made one of my best friends through one of those, are we dating the same guy groups? Cause we were apparently dating the same guy. And we're like best friends now, but I had on Facebook dating matched with somebody who we had her as a mutual friend in common. I sent her a screenshot and she was like, yeah, no, you don't want to, you don't want to do that. <laughs> and I was like, thanks for the heads up. 
unmatch. <laughs> yeah. So I've never posted in those groups. Uh, and I'm in three different groups because I live here in five. Okay. So I live in an area where there are three metropolitan areas with all within about two and a half hours of me. So I'm like in this. So I have matched with guys in all these places. Right. And- and I prefer that because I don't want to be dating somebody in my town. You know, like I did that. And now it's just awkward when I see him at, you know, yeah, around town. But anyway, so um, I'm in, I've never posted in them, but I had someone I was talking to for a few weeks posted in it. It was after I was no longer talking to him, but there were so many women in the comments being like, uh, I'm dating him. He's my boyfriend. I've been dating him for six months. I've been dating him for a year. I was like, oh, I dodged a bullet. And the bullet, and the reason we, I didn't go on a date with him was not because I wasn't interested because I was very interested, but he was so inconsistent with me mm-hmm. with communication that I was like, yeah, no. And now I know why he was so inconsistent because he was dating so many other people. We had great conversations. He was a really nice guy. He was good looking. He had all mm-hmm. the things that I needed him to have for me to move forward with that. But he was so inconsistent with his communication with me. It, our relationship couldn't progress to the point where I wanted to go on a date with him. Like I feel like, and I have done, I need to talk to you for two weeks before I meet up with you. And some people need right away. Like they need the in-person right away. I need to see if there's anything there before I'm going to waste my time and energy going on a date with you. Mm. Well, I need to make sure the conversation is there and things are aligned. And at some point you, I'm going to tell you what I do <laughs> and I need to make sure you're okay with that before I get dressed up, drive two hours. Cause I'm not, you're not coming here to no. have a date with me. I'm going there <laughs> um, because I don't need you to know where I live. I don't need you to know where my town is. I don't need you to you know. You don't need people seeing it out, right? Like, no. Everybody that knows me taking pictures of me and posting it somewhere, Sarah's on a date again. <laughs> I don't need that. No. So I'm going to go there at least the first date and see where that goes. But that's a lot of effort on my part because all these places are at least two hours away. So I got to make sure that I'm actually really interested in you before I put forth the effort to go on a date with you. Mm -hmm. So usually if I'm talking to someone, um, I don't even give my phone number out. Like I'm very like picky with my phone number. And it's funny because the guy I'm dating right now, he, he, he brings it up every time because we matched on Facebook dating. And he instantly started a conversation with me and it was a great conversation. And we were talking literally almost all day this day. I was traveling that day. So I was in and out of the airports on the plane, not doing anything. So I'm talking to him all day. It's his day off. And so he's talking to me all day. And so we have like this full day worth of conversation back and forth on the app. And then he's like, can I call you? I haven't even known you 24 hours. I'm not giving you my phone number. I'm like, you can call me in the app. Like, I'm not, I don't want to give you my phone number. I typically hadn't given anybody my phone number that quickly. And so that kind of made me like, whoa, like, whoa. And he was like, you don't want to give me your phone number? Like, he was like, and I said, would you want, would you want to have someone's phone number that just gave her phone number out to anybody that asked for it? And he goes, well, no, I don't guess so. I was like, you can call me on the app. So he tried the app several times, but I couldn't ever hear him. And so finally, we tried three times. I thought, man, this man is trying to give me my phone number. I said, is this your plan to get me to give you my phone number? 
Is that this? This is your. This is what you do. This is your move. Yes. <laughs> your mo here. Is this how this works? And he's laughing. He's like, "No, but I, I'm kind of shocked that you didn't want to give me your phone number." And so, at, now we laugh about it because now he understands why I didn't want to give him my phone number, and why I'm so selective. But like, for me, it's I don't like it's we gotta we gotta build to like, and I don't know if everybody just gives their phone number the first time somebody asks. Like, I don't know how this works. Like, you want my phone number? I mean, I don't know. You like. 12 hours. Like, I don't have my phone number. You can Google my number. You know everything about me in a minute. But you got to think too, like, remember, I mean, when I was in college and the apps weren't a thing, somebody would have to ask for your number at a bar or give you theirs right out of the way. Can I get your digits? Yeah. So it's like so funny because I think now we know what all you could do with that information. I'm of the mindset. I keep my notifications off just because I have ADHD and I will be squirreling all day long. So I only check the apps at certain points during my day. But if we're having really good conversation and I keep wanting to check the apps and you ask for my number, I'll give it to you if the conversation is good, right? Yeah. Like it's got to be good first. Yeah. You don't want just anybody just blowing your phone up all the time. No. Well, because like then half the time you just give out your number. And even if the conversation was good in the app, sometimes you still end up with a dick pic. Yeah. Out oh. of nowhere, unwarranted, unsolicited. I have never got one of those. You are so lucky. <laughs> I haven't. <laughs> Even no. the guys whose conversation was stellar and like, yeah, I'm looking for a relationship and blah, blah, blah. At some point, unsolicited dick pic. And I'm like, you know that those aren't cute, right? Like nobody wants to look at that. <laughs> like, really, nobody wants to look at that. There's a reason more naked women were painted in the Renaissance than naked men, right? Like... It's just not cute. So it's for me, I'm like, okay, well, you know, block, that's fine. At least now I know. Right. But it's, it's wild. And actually those, I had a conversation similar to what you're saying with, with your current guy, we were messaging all day. It was his day off. It was a holiday. So I had it off. We were messaging all day, exchange numbers. And we were actually, I'm one of those people. I would rather do an in-person yeah. Like I do in-person vibe checks are like my jam. And so we were like making plans for dinner like the following week because we were just like really hitting it off. And I po- I posted him. No. Oh, yeah. I posted him in the group just to be safe because he hadn't been posted yet anonymously. Turns out I was totally being catfished. And not necessarily in that he was using somebody else's profile or somebody else's information. He was using pictures of himself from like 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. And he looked, I would have swiped right on what he looked like now, but because he was dishonest up front and the number of people that he would make plans with and then immediately ghost or stand up was like crazy wild. And then I went to the dog park because that's my socialization most of the time. And hopefully somewhere I'll meet a dog dad who wants to adopt Archie too. But um, there are these two girls that I hang out with there who are in their early 20s, right? Like, very young and I was telling them about it and they were in the groups and they found him and it was their friend's dad. <laughs> oh no. Katie. And then because the daughter had commented on it and was like, hey yo, this is my dad. <laughs> when were you talking to me? And I was like, oh my God, this is I can't. I can't with this. 
Oh my god. Small towns are too much. <laughs> That's this is why I got to go to the metropolitan area. Listen, I am search- there's like three big metropolitan areas around me too yeah. and I am in all three of those. Yeah. And then the summer my sister lives in Savannah. So I was like I was down there a lot this summer and I was like we're just going to do some stuff here too because why not? Like yeah. it's a bigger think, city. You know, it's like I think if you meet someone no matter the distance. Right. We're in our 40s. The likelihood that we're going to meet someone that's going to be our lifelong partner, if that happens, no matter the distance, you figure that out. Right. Right? Like, well, yeah. And for me, I actually really, as like a super independent person, especially right off the bat, I can get the ick if somebody is like too, too mm-hmm. in my space. Mm-hmm like too quickly. So I actually love a long distance situation because it forces us to have actual conversation and like get to know another, whether it's a FaceTime or a phone call or text, like I get to see how consistent you are. I feel like you can go a lot deeper in those contexts than you would if you were going out. And then when you do get together, I feel like it, it means a lot more. You're able to like really have some intense conversations and get to know one another. So like I'm I'm all about a long distance sitch. Like, sign me up. It's great. <laughs> and that's where I'm at now. Like, he's two and a half hours away. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, the, the process for me has been talk on the apps for a few days. If the vibe is there, if the consistency is there, then we go to texting and calling. Mm-hmm. I want to FaceTime you before I meet you. Uh, yeah. So I want to have a video call with you just so we can we can check that out and make sure um, it's all good. Um, and then I'm usually talking to you pretty much daily until we go on a date about two weeks later. Mm-hmm. That's kind of my rhythm. That's kind of where I'm comfortable. And then if that date goes well, I'm like, we're making plans to see each other every week. Like that's that's yeah. the goal. And somewhere it can fall off from that. And it has. But I think when you actually like find a person that you want to be, you want to like you like I told the guy I'm dating, we were at brunch Sunday and I said, you know, I gave up the whole roster for you. He goes, you had a whole roster? I said, I had a whole roster. <laughs> all up one by one. Cleared it. Yes. <laughs> what? And I was like, yep. Week by week, every time I would talk to you, every week that went by and I just found all this stuff out that I liked about you, everyone else became inadequate in, mm-hmm. in one way or another. And I just started to let them go one by one. And, and we talked about that, but that's, that's the reality. And I think that it's hard for people to understand that are married and haven't dated since high school or whatever, or college. You have to date multiple people. Yeah. Like you are dating is not seeing one person. Dating is dating multiple people because you have to figure out what you want, what you like. And if I would have just only dated one person through this period of time, I probably wouldn't have met the person that I'm with right now. Right. Because I would have been locked into somebody else that I maybe didn't see was missing the qualities that I wanted because I hadn't met him that had all the qualities that I wanted, right? And so you have to date, ladies. Like you, mm-hmm. you can't, you can't make yourself exclusive for someone that's not making themselves exclusive for you. And you can't, you can't give up your options because you may not be able to see what else is out there if you're just locking yourself down for one person at a time. And I understand why you do that. You want to focus on one person, but I can guarantee he's not focusing on you Mm -hmm. until Mm -hmm. you have that very intentional conversation. We are exclusive. We are boyfriend and girlfriend. We are not seeing anybody else. 
You can't lock yourself up to not seeing anybody else because you're going to get hurt every time. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think too, that stems from like a lot of the double standard around men and women not just when it comes to sex, but even dating, right? Like if a girl's dating multiple guys, it's kind of like, ooh. But if a guy's dating multiple girls, he's celebrated. And and it's really important to remember that dating is just going out on dates. It doesn't mean you're in a committed relationship. It doesn't mean that you're locked in or you owe this person anything. Yeah. You The only thing you owe anybody you're dating with is honesty and clarity. And yeah. that's it. That's yes. all you owe them. You don't owe them anything else. And they don't owe you that. E- they don't owe you more than that either until you have that conversation and you're very clear about where you guys are going together. Yes. Yeah. And I don't, and I think that women are made to feel bad about that. Mm-hmm. I mean, and for me, like, and your, your sexual like adventures is your business. But for me, it's like, as long as I'm not sleeping with multiple men at a time. Right. That then I, yeah, I'm going to go have dinner with somebody on Tuesday and go have dinner with somebody else on Friday and maybe see somebody on Saturday afternoon. Like I'm just dating and that's what dating is. I'm not sleeping with all these men. I'm not like, you know, like it's, it's, it's going out, having a good time as if you were friends to see if there's something more there. Mm -hmm. And that, that's all it was for me until I met the one that I'm in a full-blown relationship and it feels like an adult relationship it feels calm it feels peaceful it feels um easy and I think that when relationships feel hard especially at the beginning that's a red flag that is so good like it it should feel safe right like there's there's always some unknown and some anxiety whenever you're dating somebody new but when they make you feel more safe than you do anxiety and the anxiety is more about like the nervousness and the excitement and the like, you know, I think that there's a big difference in that than the anxiety that comes from somebody who is not the one, right. is not the right person. Um, and you can tell yourself, mm-hmm. cause I was guilty of this. Oh, this one's the one I could, I could oh, yeah. put myself into any of those guys. Right. Like, I was like, Oh yeah, he's guilty. guilty. Is this? Oh yeah, I could see myself with him. Oh yeah, he'd be great for me for this. But no, no, because you're you're especially when you're not dating anyone else and you're just in that dating phase, you can't see because you're. It's like there's this saying like when you're standing at the front door of the Empire State Building, you can't see how great it is, right? Because it's it's all in front of you. When you're in that and you're just seeing that one, you can't see what you're missing from it. Like you might know there's something missing, but you think, oh, no guy's perfect. I'm going to have to deal with something with any relationship, right? Like it's not a big deal. It's not a big deal today, but it might be a big deal. The inconsistency in communication, that's a big deal when you're married 27 years and you can't even talk to your spouse. The inconsistency in showing up and showing any effort to you, it might not be a big deal this week, but if already it's like that, What's going to happen in 10 years? Especially if you have kids, right? Like that's a whole other level of, I mean, I don't even like to introduce people to Archie too soon. Like, you know what I mean? Like if they're this inconsistent now just with me, like what is that going to look like further down the road for the family unit, right? Like is this somebody I would want around my kids or in, in my family as part of that? 
Yeah. So I, you got to date. You got to figure out what you want. It's okay to not know what you want. You got to have some standards. Don't portray yourself um, the way you don't want to date. If you want to date just to, to go have fun, then portray yourself like that all day long to each his own. Live your life. If you're not wanting that, don't portray yourself like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's really important. I think something that a lot of us need to hear, especially like in our age, because we feel like we have to show up a certain way or, you know, have a certain number of like full body pics or like whatever, when really we just, we need to be putting out there what it is we want to attract. And I think we can lose sight of that in the long run. And don't try to use an overly filtered 10 year old picture just to make yourself look good because you're going to have to go on a date with somebody. I actually like to use photos where I'm a little bit heavier so that I look dang good when I walk in that restaurant. Like I, like I, I actually want to look better in person than I do on my pictures because I want that reaction. I always have at least one to two pictures with no makeup. Sometimes with zit patches, who knows? But like, <laughs> you know, like I'm like, look, this is, you cannot say you did not know what you were getting. Yeah. You can't say that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Sarah, this has been so fun. And I have enjoyed this so, so much. Um, If you had to leave, you know, those of us dating in our thirties and forties with one thing, what would it be? I would tell you to just keep putting yourself out there. And if you feel like all you're getting is like the trash like your treasure is in there. You just have to take the time to weed through it. So I would tell you not to give up no matter how long you've been single, but just figure out what it is you want and go after it. But don't, you gotta, you gotta keep trying. You're not, no one's going to knock at your door and be like, Hey, I'm the love of your life. You've got to put yourself out there and you've got to keep working at it. It's a process that you have to work through. I love that. Thank you so much for giving me some of your time and sharing your story with us. I I have so many little nuggets that I'm going to take away from this conversation and definitely going to go work that Facebook algorithm. Yes. <laughs> um, you know, Sarah, is there somewhere people can find you? They can come follow you and get to know you as both a businesswoman. Yeah. yeah. So you can find me on Instagram and Facebook. My um, handle is how to start a sub box, how to start a subscription box, um, where I do all my business coaching there. And you can find my book on Amazon. It's called one box at a time by Sarah Williams. Yay. And we'll make sure to link all of that in the show notes. Awesome. Thank you so much, Sarah. Thanks, Katie.